0: A resurrection story. We've been in Luke. It comes from Luke chapter 44, or 24. There's no 44. But on the first day of the week, early at dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but then when they went in, they didn't find the body. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all of this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women who were with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them like an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The gospel of our Lord. Thanks. You You know, I know um, many of you were here on Sunday. And so um, Pastor Joel and I talked about this in the season of Easter, that we would love Um, for both of us uh, just to talk these texts out talk these stories out a little bit and so we are going to do that tonight Um, just kind of come up here and hang out a little bit and um, here's the deal with resurrection it doesn't just happen and we all of a sudden get it that our lives become better Um, we still have to wrestle with what that means for us and continue to go back to this again and again so our hope is um, these stories that come after easter have to do with people getting back to their regular lives talking it out with each other and figuring out where god is in the midst of that and so that is what our hope is um, tonight that we can do it Um, here's what i find really interesting in uh, luke's story of the resurrection that these women go to the tomb early in the morning and their minds are so focused on what they are supposed to do in the midst of this death. And Jesus' body never got anointed because everything was crazy from his sentencing to the crucifixion. And then his dead body was taken from the cross and Joseph of Arimathea takes the body and he puts it in a tomb. So it did not get a proper burial. And so these women who were disciples of Jesus are like, we have to do what is right for Jesus in the body. So they're going early in the morning and they're all about death at that point and doing what they need to do to take care of these death things. Well, they get there and everything changes. Nothing is what it was what they were expecting. The stone is rolled away. The body is gone okay it's supposed to be there they're supposed to anoint it and it's gone and all of a sudden these men in like angel-like clothes say to them why do you look for the living among the dead and luke has a really interesting detail he said the women bow their heads down in fear they have this posture of grief and death like we are already so wrought with grief, we can't take anything more and they like bow down. Somehow um, they get themselves up and they go running and while they're running, they remember all these things that Jesus says, but they find the other apostles and they tell them what has happened and and the apostles say to them, we don't believe you, this is an idle tale. And I shared on Sunday that the Greek word for idle tale means crap. It's actually, the only time it's used in the Bible, it means crap or a derivative of that word. (laughs) Um, And rightfully so. They don't believe that Jesus has risen because all they know is death. That's all they know is death. And I think there's something true when we talk about death because death is death for us and it changes us forever forever. And when I think about it, I think that there's a couple ways that we deal with it. We either deal with death or we deny death. And we deny death in a lot of ways, like we can um, take drugs or alcohol, or we can work too much, or we can hide behind it. Um, But death is real. It's really real. And um, one of the ways that I feel the realness of death is when my dad died. I remember people said to me, Beth, the first year is going to be the hardest. And they didn't say that to be nice. They said it because it's true. But I also think the second year is not that great either. Hmm. And um, I have times in my life, like when I was installed in September, I really missed my dad looking at me and seeing in his eyes how proud he was. That I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, and I had this new role. And I also really miss him. I still miss him when all his grandkids are going through these things in life, the joys and the struggles of growing up, and he's not there as he was before um, to experience those things. And I know you get what I'm talking about because so many of us are living death in our lives too.
1: So... Beth shared an example of uh, this posture of being bent over, and yours was like, pretty serious. Losing a parent is really heavy stuff. Um, I have an example in my life that's maybe a little bit lighter. Um, when I was living in Los Angeles, I didn't have any friends. I moved there by myself, was living for my f- um, on my own for the first time in my life. And it was really lonely. And I decided I still wanted to see the city. And so I went out to eat at this restaurant. And I walked into the restaurant. And I sat down at a table. And then I looked around. And literally every table had more than one person at it, and friends were laughing, and lovers were clinking their glasses, and I felt so out of place. And also because it's LA, everyone was better looking and better dressed than I was. And here I am, just some schlubby pastor wannabe, like total imposter syndrome. Is schlubby
0: a word? Yeah.
1: (laughs) um, And so there I was. And I remember the, the waitress came over me and she said, what would you like? And I decided to have a salad because in my mind, that was going to be the thing in the kitchen that was easiest for them to prepare so I could get out of there faster. So I ordered my salad and I ate it just like this. Um, Because I was in the posture of death. And I didn't, I mean, what was there to hide from? I am a whole person. I am beloved of God. But there I was feeling really self Conscious and on my own and out of place. And that posture of death snuck up on me. We're talking it out. And um, Beth and I were wondering, maybe there'd be someone here who also is having a moment of connection with our stories. If this is spurring something in your imagination, um of a time when maybe you either literally or figuratively have been bent over you know it's just like when we share prayers at the end of the service maybe you'd want to share um, a memory during this part of the sermon
0: and you know i think there's something about this easter story and this like dawned on me that god is not only about the raising of the dead like we can say with proclamation why do you look for the dead among the why do you look for the living among the dead that god has conquered death but god is also raising the living and that's us and so for those women to go in with that posture of grief for me to still feel that posture of grief missing my dad for you to share what you shared about being alone in a public place God doesn't just leave us alone and say, just go ahead and die and then I'll raise you. (laughs) God through Jesus is about raising the living, taking us from this posture of grief to this posture of life. And this is what I have to tell you that I'm learning is we're never done with it. We are like the women, we're like protecting ourselves from the next thing that will happen or we're like the disciples and we say, this is crap, how can this be? All I see, look at the world, all I see around me is death. And then God enters in and he says, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is risen and it raises us back to life. But it's something that will continue to happen in our lives, but you know what I have found out is resurrection shows up in people like I have been overwhelmed at people who have come close and listened to me and enter into my story and they don't forget the rest of the world moves on. And then I am able to connect with people with compassion in a way that I was never able to do before. And I think that's what resurrection is about. But I think we celebrate Easter and we have to continue to celebrate Easter because we can never be done hearing that God has raised Jesus from the dead, to raise the living. I mean, that's what we need to hear in this life, ongoing. And I really think that's why we're church, because we need to hear this story again and again and again.
1: So did anyone notice in the story what the moment was that took the women from this to going out and telling the story? It wasn't actually the angel saying, Jesus is risen. It was when they remembered Jesus' words from before. When we think about the word remember, we think about it as something that happens up here. Like we're, we're imagining something that happened in the past. And that's certainly true. We do need to do that with Jesus. We should remember his words like that. But think about the word remember like spelled out it's re member it's to become a member again and so these women or these women when they remembered Jesus weren't just remembering them weren't just remembering him but about all he evoked and the memories and the stories and the relationship and the identity that they took from that relationship and they felt like they were part of something bigger again. Something bigger than the small, closed-off posture that they had. They re- that memory set them up right. And that's a full-body thing. So I'm a pastor, and like obviously I want you to come to church Um, But I'm going to tell you why I think you should come to church right now. One of the best reasons to come to church and why we gather together as a community so often is because it reminds us that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. It takes us from our tight little closed-in postures And hearing these stories and praying for one another and listening to one another and remembering the love of Jesus, that stands us up. Tonight we're going to take communion. And um, when we do that, we say, do this in remembrance of me. And when we take the body and the blood, the bread and the wine, it's it's, um, it's showing us that God's love for us and God's salvation for us isn't for just when we, when we die and after we um, live this life and go to heaven. It's for our bodies, and it's for right now, and it's something that we do together, and it's something that doesn't just raise us when we die but raises us while we live to this mm-hmm. new life that God is constantly and daily offering us. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Let's sing.